Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castaneri-King, and today I am delighted to have, oh, actually to be in the home and studio of Michelle Jung. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. Yes, for being on the show. It's exciting. So you are from two places, Northern California and Eastern Mass, literally live in two places going back and forth so, so often. I do. That is so amazing. I cannot wait to get into um, the difference in painting from the East. The contrast. Yeah, and the West. Oh, okay, good. So um, let's start with um, your childhood and where you were born. So I I am a New Englander. Yeah. I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Right. Um, I grew up in East Hartford, Mm -hmm. in rural East Hartford, so... My, you know, memories are woods. Yeah. Um, our property backed up to a farm. So there was cornfields and a pond that we could ice skate on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Farmer's market. And it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Kids paradise. Yes. And how many siblings did you have? Um, I have an older sister, an older brother, and a younger brother. Mm. So I'm right in the middle of four. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so think back. What was your earliest recollections of anything artistic? Well, I do remember that for Christmas, I always wanted crayons, markers, paper, um, anything that was crafty. Oh, so you had the crafty edge. See, I got the, I wanted the crayons too, but I wanted the coloring books so I could just coloring the lines. But okay, I didn't, you're breaking I didn't out. color. I didn't color in the coloring books. Yeah. What I did was I watched TV uh-huh. and I would draw the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, wow. and then I would color those in. Wow. So that it, I found that the coloring books were. I love the stories. Yeah. Um, like Scooby Doo, or I love the coloring book stories, but I didn't. I wasn't really into coloring it it's not that it was too easy it was just um I don't know you you do it once and then it's filled up yeah yeah you know so I liked I liked fresh paper that's nice yeah a fresh and I remember I was uh it was the those giant sheets of paper that were all these lines making designs. Now you see them in the airport. Oh, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to relax. Your- yeah, right. But back then they had them. And I love those oh, because right. it was, you would fill in all the colors yeah. and create designs. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. I don't remember seeing those when I was a kid. Huh? Yeah. Those, yeah. Cause I always thought they were kind of a new creation. Those. No, that's, Again, that was invented in the sixties. And it does work. It does calm her down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, okay, great. And how old were you when you were doing that? Um, you know, probably five, six. Wow. I mean, as young as I possibly Now, that's think. a blossoming yeah. artist right there. I mean, a fresh sheet of paper and just being fearless, right? 
of drawing. And my parents, they asked us um, to always um, make cards. So we, when it was anyone's birthday or our grandparents, we had to make cards. We never bought them. And I remember that I couldn't wait to do that. Whereas my brothers were just like not into it. My sister really wasn't, but it was fun for me. So I think it's... Did they do they didn't pay you to make their cards. No, <laughs> no. Secretly. They just kind of didn't really do just it. Just didn't really. They kind of scribbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god. But I did. I took a lot of pride in my work. And um, in elementary school, I remember um, having my one of my pictures up at school with an award type of thing. Oh, you know how they everyone yeah. gets a piece of paper and third grade and you color the same thing for Easter. Yes. Oh, I remember having the red <laughs> wow. star, right? You know? All right. And then um, they also asked me to do the mural. So there's a mural at my elementary school um, where it was several of us, but I remember we had to paint this giant thing. And I haven't been back to see if it's still there. And how old were you when you did that? Uh, it had, you know, it had to be around third, fourth grade. Wow. It couldn't have been past wow. that. So. so ambitious. And did you block it out like a graph? Or something no, like I don't. I think um, I think it was just free form, mm. but it was a landscape. I remember that. Yeah. I think it was the school itself okay. with the lawn. Yeah. And so I, I just I remember doing that and loving yeah. it. Yeah. So. That's cool. And so, what happened through high school? How did? You- um, well, from I went to a different school from elementary school to middle school, mm-hmm. and in middle school we had printmaking, mm-hmm. um, woodshop, sewing. And printmaking, I loved because I could draw all the, you know, designs. And I remember all the kids asking me to do their drawings. And so I felt pretty proud that, you know, these designs were on people's shirts and sweatshirts. Ah. Um, So that that kind of sparked. Yeah. You know, I think the attention I was getting, maybe, um, because I was really shy. Okay. And then in high school, um. I was I was athletic. I have ten varsity letters, wow. and so there's no room for. And I worked, so there's no room for any type of okay. art club. Yeah, and I took an art class mm-hmm. because I didn't want to take typing. <laughs> so you either had to take typing. Oh, no. You had to take typing, <laughs> or you took art yeah. class. So I took the art class, oh. and. I remember the teacher coming up to me and saying, handing me a photo of a boy. And she said, could you, could you do a drawing of this for me? And it, you know, on during class. So I did it. And then she asked me to do a rabbit. And so I did the rabbit and then it was maybe the end of the year. And you know, when you go for your photos for um, sports teams and clubs, so I got a call saying that I had to report for a photo for the art club. And I, I'm like, I'm not in the art club. <laughs> so I show up and there is uh, there is my two drawings on one of those easels. And there's like wow. there's like 20 people like and the teachers like sit down right here next to me. And so I sit down and one of my friends was in the art club. And I just, I feel, I felt so bad because I was not in the art club. in and yeah. stole the show. <laughs> I, was, I was not, and I had no idea that that was used for the play. So the, the play, oh. it was out on the, um, 
um, like the, you know, when the, all the parents come into the auditorium, yeah. it was on a display. Wow. And so, and then they, I, the school gave me an award for doing participation for something. And I didn't expect that either. So all these things were going on. Yeah. I had, I had no idea. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. finally, the art teacher, I think it was Mrs. DiCarlo, she said, um, uh, you should really go to art school for yeah. college. Yeah. And so I went home, told my parents, I'm like, I should go to RISD or I should go. And they said, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, you're not. You, we want you to have a, a more a rounded education. Mm. So that just. That was, was it. That was it. Kind of came and went. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I was being recognized. Yeah. Um, unintentionally. Right. Yeah. Because I do remember a boy that was really talented with art and he took it really seriously. Right. Um, and I, I just wasn't, I was too involved in sports. Was he in that picture of that club when you, uh, I when think you so. waltzed in? And... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I don't know. So, okay, so what happened after that? What did you study in college? Uh, so because of my interest in art, my father... Um, suggested I was a third child so he was really deciding where I was going to go to school mm -hmm. um and what I was going to do and he thought art history would be great ah. so I went nice. to Colorado State University mm -hmm. he went to University of Denver mm -hmm. and he wanted one of us kids to go back to Colorado wow um, and I was so shy that he thought I should get away. Oh. Um, you know, oh. and that's far. Oh, that's Connecticut to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And so wow. I, and they had a brand new, everyone, my daughter uh, went to University of Colorado Boulder. And a lot of people asked me, why didn't you go there? But in Fort Collins, it was a brand new art department. It was oh. gorgeous. Mm. Um, so it was, it was Art history. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it wasn't studio art. It was yeah. Art I was going to ask, was there any at all? Um, yes. Yeah. So I was an art history major with an American history minor, mm -hmm. um, but you have electives, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I'll take some art classes. Mm -hmm. And I was paying my way through school with loans and I didn't have the money to take photography. I really wanted to do Ooh. photography. Yeah. And I didn't have the money for oil painting because it cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So the next best thing was drawing. Okay. And even then, I couldn't afford the big pads of paper. Uh, so I literally yeah. would go to the <laughs> trash bin where the kids who were had yeah. like all the money in the world, they'd only <laughs> use one side. I would use yeah. the other side. Yeah. I and love literally, it. when I did my final. Um, the teacher knew that on the other side were other people's drawings and he didn't care. So yes. I was, yeah. I was fortunate, wow. but I took um, drawing one, two, and three mm. and two dimensional design mm -hmm. and three dimensional design, which was like woodworking type of sculptures, okay. things like that. Yeah. And I took, um, I think hand building clay, oh. yep. you know, and, the, and ceramics. So, hand building. And I think that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So not too much, but enough, right. Um, you know, to keep me mm. going. That's nice. Yeah. That's a great foundation there. It was great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, when did you actually get into oils? How did that years and years and years later? Wow. <laughs> so there's, there's, okay. there's more between that. So, okay. Um, my father got me a job 
at Wadsworth Athenaeum. Mm -hmm. So uh, during breaks of school, so I was in the museum um, and I was able to take in that, right? I'm looking at this unbelievable Mm -hmm. art, which I had never seen before. Mm. Um, And then I thought, I think he was thinking that, you know, maybe that's the direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I realized when I was there that you need to get your master's degree mm-hmm. um, once you work for a museum. And I didn't have, I didn't have the money to do, mm-hmm. go right into my master's yeah. degree. And I, um, I had to pay all my loans. So that wasn't an option and I knew it. So I decided that I was going to, I bought one of those books when I was close to graduation, that graduating, I would, um, it said, how to be an artist i think okay it was you know i don't think they still have it and what it did was it told you how to make a portfolio how to apply for a job and it was a regional so i looked for the denver and it lit it listed companies that would hire artists so i on it i completely followed everything to do a resume. I have, I still have the portfolio. Wow. It's, it's on the West coast. And <laughs> I built this portfolio pen and ink mm. because all I knew how to do was draw yeah. and I, I could use an uh, ink pen. So I submitted it to greeting card companies. Cause I thought well, that's a, that'd be a great job. And I got I got a job. Yeah, it's wow. hysterical in Denver. And <laughs> and my friends who were fine artists graduating, yeah. um, you know, they, they didn't know about this book, did they? <laughs> they they they. I I think they thought that I was a fine art major. Yeah. I don't think they thought I was art history. Right. Um. So I were they that was my jobs? first job. Were they getting jobs? Um. I don't remember. I know. Um. I don't remember. Mm. You know they're really talented, but I don't remember what. So, so that's a yeah. So that's a cool job. So I got a job. What did Dad think? Um, well, they wanted me to come home, and the job was in Denver, yeah. so I stayed. And they ended up. It was a greeting card company, and they ended up going out of business okay. um, right away. I mean, within six months. And so I uh, started working for galleries. So I started in oh. the gallery business. Yes, oh, um, nice. you know, well, I guess you call them. A, gallerista now mm. they, they didn't have that term back okay, then. right <laughs> um and it was squash blossom gallery in oh. denver which is owned by cogswell gallery at vale okay. and one of my first uh artists real artists that i met was william matthews you know willie matthews the western artist oh western. do you know who he is i don't yeah, know well, the he's name, a, but there's he's, so many he's a cowboy artist oh, and he was a wow. young young businessman <laughs> and he he would come in the gallery and I would look at him, he'd have a cowboy hat, but he looked like a professional, yeah. you know? And I would just be so confused, like, because we're dealing with Indians and artists um, in this gallery. And he, I was just so confused of like, how how does he think he can be a Western artist? You know, what what is he doing? And I've talked, he's called me recently. He called me and said, hi, you know, I just want to compliment you on your work. And I said, you know what, Willie? I met you like 24. 20- eight years ago or something when you were a brand new artist and he started laughing and I told him, you know, uh, he used to bring his work in and we go through it all. And it's just, it's just funny. But I, that was my first experience meeting oil painters and, and, and buying work. So I was a buyer. I would go to the reservations Mm -hmm. um, in New Mexico and we would look at ceramics and rugs and, 
um, mm. jewelry. And so I was able, that was how I was getting my eye, yeah. you know, down, like what is quality, what is not, wow. and being taught um, by the owners, um, you know, so that helped me um, from my art history, sure. you know, degree into more of the buying and selling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved into um, Martin Lawrence Galleries, which is a much bigger, it's an international gallery, and they have a different philosophy and it's all, it's mostly sales orientated. So I had a, you know, a four inch notebook that I had mm. to learn um, sales techniques, oh, you know, boy. the hard sell, um, you know, like yeah. person comes in, you look them over, you have and a you conversation. Were, certainly weren't too I was, shy at that time. Well, I was in my, I was 20 something yeah. years old, early twenties. Yeah. And so, but it was a, it was a hard, um, lesson to learn um that the difference of loving art to to making a sale yeah and so i i i just i fell out of love of being an artist because of that because yeah. I, I realized that this was just something that you created a sale for someone and mm. they they could be a great artist they could not be a great artist but if you were a good salesman yeah. you're going to sell that painting wow. So it, it kind mm. of turned me off Yeah. Um, and I needed money and you had to make $30,000 in sales a month before you got your commission. Wow. So I failed immediately. Wow. Because you get the first three months, yeah. they carry you. And then unless you have international sales, you're just not going to make it. Wow. Um, so then I left and went into, um, you know, a more practical profession. So mm-hmm. I, I actually left. Uh, the art uh, field completely Mm. and didn't go back until much later in life Mm -hmm. when I took my first uh, workshop for my 40th birthday uh, up in Oregon. And it was, uh, it was a gift to myself and it was um, with Betty Carlson Mm. um, and she still does them. And Mm. I talked to her and after the workshop, um, we had done a still life. Um, she said, you should go and get your master's degree yeah. in art and painting. Yeah. And I just looked at her like, are you nuts? <laughs> like I was thinking, do you know how old I am? Oh, right. Stop. Yes. <laughs> and now was this oil? Was this mm-hmm. you were, so this was your my oil. first okay. oil wow. experience. Oh, nice. uh, and so she said, uh, you should do that. And I went back to California and I thought, you know, I'm too old. And Mm. so I started taking classes at the local art schools. It was Pacific Art, uh, Pacific Art Club in uh, Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. And they had um, college courses type of situation where you would go for a semester. Mm -hmm. And I I took uh, oil painting. Um, with great instructors and that's how I started to to learn the process okay yeah of oil painting so it's there's a big gap there right from 20 to 40 but I was bringing Mm -hmm. up children and making money Um, I do wish if I could go back that I had continued to do art yeah I was gonna ask did you do anything no I didn't do anything um, at all because I was pursuing other things, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. on my bucket list. I was like, 
black belt in karate, and I was really I read that. So I, I, I was a brown before I you quit. Were a brown. I couldn't believe I quit, but I did. Yeah, long story there, <laughs> but it was fun. Boy, I yeah, know. yeah. So you do. You get really busy, especially with the kids. And, but the yeah. art was on my bucket list, yeah. so that's why I gave that gift to me. But nice. I, when I started taking these local classes, I noticed that there was women who were pregnant, mm. taking drawing classes. And I thought, why Why didn't I do that? All right. Yeah, so I think for anyone out there who's yeah. uh, not Don't doing stop. any art, mm -hmm. um, you know, get out there. Even yeah. if it's only once a week or right. a, a, twice a month, it's, I, reg I regret that I, because yeah. all that time was lost right. where I could have been developing. Yeah. Right. So it seems you've made up, though. <laughs> well, you... After um, I went for my master's degree in painting mm -hmm. at the Academy of Art in San Francisco. So you did. You changed your mind and said. I'm well, I had a second person tell me. Uh, so I took a work. I took more serious workshops. Okay. Uh, Kevin McPherson. Mm -hmm. So I was in Taos. Uh, his workshop is incredible. Mm. I recommend it to everyone. Yeah. And he said to me, you should go to school and get your master's mm -hmm. in painting. And I, I said, you know, I, I'm thinking about it. And I did, I went home and I, I, my daughters were in high school, so they really didn't want me around, but I wanted to be there for them. Right. Keep an eye on yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought this was perfect timing. Yeah. And instead of taking two years to do it, I spread it to three. So mm -hmm. I would only have to take two courses a semester and one in the summer. Nice. And so I had the time to really absorb it and to learn how to use a computer because yeah. oh, that's what you need to do. I know that curve. <laughs> yeah. So my and my daughters helped me with, with the papers because there's other classes. There's history, business, things like that. Yeah. And um, so that's, uh, that's when I decided to go back. Mm. And I graduated in uh, 2013. So, so that's not that long ago. Yeah. Six years ago. So you felt you needed the degree in painting. What there's a lot of people out there who, you know, like you did, maybe started a little bit and then took some time off and then go back. And now the, the abundance of workshops, I think they seem to fill or feel like they're filling in the lost time with that. And so they wouldn't consider going back. Right. Workshops are great. Yeah. But tell us. Um, I'll tell you why. So I immediately was able to get uh, accidentally work into a gallery. Accidentally? Well, I, I, I had done a couple paintings at the local um, school yeah. and they were on my desk and my interior decorator came over to discuss something and there they were. And she says, oh, why don't I frame those for you? And I said, sure. She took them and then called me and said, I sold your paintings. <laughs> And I said, what? what? And so she had a gallery and she said, um, you know, you should, you should sell these. And wow. so that's, but I wasn't selling them for thousands of dollars. They were going for, yeah. you know, 300, 500. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of made me, I was trading art for money and that was not something that was my goal. Mm -hmm. I wasn't painting to make money. Yeah. This was something that I was enjoying learning. Right. right? Okay. I got you. So I started to go to the art fairs, the plein air fairs, like Carmel mm -hmm. has a great plein air show. 
And I was walking up and down looking at all the artists. And the one thing that I saw the best art, because I'm an art historian, remember? Right, right, right. And I've worked in galleries. Yeah. So I could walk down and I could say, This is a this is a great painting. This is a great this this artist knows what they're doing. Yeah. This is and I would go down. And guess what they all had in common? They all went to the Academy of Art in, oh. in, uh, San, in San Francisco. So and this I, is before you went. This is before I went. Yeah. So I thought, hmm, mm. so these people have a common yeah. factor mm-hmm. that is creating their work to be a higher level. A higher level mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is. Okay. I, and I would like to know. Right. And I was not learning I was, in workshops, I was learning how to paint like the person, sure. right? Yeah. And I wasn't learning uh, the basic skills. And I thought the foundation skills that I needed, mm. I didn't have. Right. I, don't, I, I didn't have any foundation courses. I had drawing yeah. and two-dimensional design. So I, call, I called up the Academy of Art, and, and that was it. So... Mm. And I, that was the best experience I've ever had. Nice. Yeah. The first thing they had me do, um, they review your portfolio mm-hmm. and they had me take color theory. Um, that was my weakness and mm-hmm. I didn't even know it. So there you go. Wow. You apply for graduate school. Yeah. Someone looks at your portfolio and says, you know what? Usually color theory is second year, but you better take it first semester. <laughs> and so that the, the reality of what? I, I don't know. I don't know my color. It was uh, huh. was so refreshing yeah. to because all the time when you go to workshops or you show your family, everyone's patting you on the back. Of course, yeah. And so it was the first critical. Yeah. Um, somebody was critiquing my work, and I loved it. Yeah. I was like, well, thank God someone yeah. has told me <laughs> what I'm doing wrong. And I found that throughout um, my experience in graduate school was um, nothing is good enough. Mm. So no matter how much time you put into something and no matter how far you took it, the teacher is always telling you, mm. go back and do more. Wow. And so I... Who were I, your most uh, inspiring teachers? Um, well, Brian Mark Taylor mm. was a great, great, wow, great teacher. I have um, one video. You do? <laughs> Yeah, I had the flu this winter. I watched all of them all over again. Just that's the only thing I could do was push a button. I was so sick, but yeah, great teacher. Yeah, wow. he um, wonderful. He taught me how to uh, slow down mm. um, and do a plein air painting, uh, value value study, color study, uh, a smaller painting, uh, enlarge it. Mm. You know, so you really are going step by step by step and making sure your problems are solved before you move on. Okay. Okay. So right. to do one painting, we would spend many, many sessions to get to the mm. final painting. So that was, that was great. Um, mm. yes. Jesse Manderson is um, someone that helps me to this day when I apply for um, uh, residencies or mm-hmm. um, fellowships, things like that. He'll write me letters. So oh. he, what he did uh, he was not a teacher for the fine the classes. He was the business side. Okay. So he helped you prepare for your final uh, project, right. and he would help you with all the writing. Yeah. And so after I graduated, he we kept in touch. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. So nice. uh, it was a great experience. Wonderful. So tell us about your process now. Do you still go out and do like some plein air study and work through the same sort of way? Uh, everything starts from live life. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's a model or a landscape painting, seascape, mm-hmm. still life, everything starts with a plein air. Uh, but I'm not your tip. I'm not a typical plein air painter. I find more information from the color. Okay. So my final thesis at my master's degree was painting one year the same location, uh, mm. and it was a beach scene, mm. and it was the sand, the water, a rock, and the sky. And how big? Um, I was doing ten by twelve. Okay. But what I found was that those things never change. So there's always the sand, there's always the rock, there's always the water, there's always the sky. So over a year, those uh, those things never change. It's the things that connect them that are the ones you want to record. So when I go out to plain air paint, I don't want, I don't care what the rock looks like. I really don't care what the water looks like. I care about the how the two come together, where, where they, where the change, the contrast is in value and color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to do um, more of how is, how is this different than yesterday? Yeah. Or how is this area different than another area in the world? And so that's why you have to be there live, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Live. And that's how I start. Okay. And I'll take photos mm-hmm. and I make notes. I'll just observe. Mm-hmm. I can go, I think going back to my childhood of watching TV and drawing without yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah. So I can go and observe something and not take, I'll do drawings, things like that, but I can do n- nothing yeah. and I can just stare at it. Yeah. And then I can go back to the studio and I can recreate it. Wow. And I know Mm. that that's something that I've always been able to do because I was in a workshop with Scott Christensen Mm -hmm. and he had us do, we were all standing at our easels inside and he had, uh, I think it was a picture and he had everyone look at it mm-hmm. ah. and then everyone had to turn your back and <laughs> oh, had to boy. paint it. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you wow. got to look at it for a little while. But and you won. <laughs> no, it's not that I won, but I thought, oh, this is easy. This yeah. is great. And then I saw the other people. People were mad. Like, how, how are we supposed to do that? And I just, I didn't understand. I would have been one of them. Yeah, I didn't understand that. So so some of the thing, the challenges you have, you 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 face a challenge and you realize that it's not a challenge mm. right so i this was this thing that maybe i would have said no i can't do it i wouldn't have tried it but i tried it and it was easy for me right, so right. so i start from life mm-hmm. um with everything and then i bring all those materials into the studio okay because i don't believe that i am able to do a really great painting plain air mm-hmm I know I have sold paintings that are plainer paintings, but those are one out of a hundred. Okay. 
And they are special because for some reason, everything lined up that day. Mm -hmm. And I cannot recreate that in the mm -hmm. studio. Mm -hmm. So those, those are wonderful moments, but right. that's not my goal when I go out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're gathering your information, you bring it back, and then how long, uh, how, how do you start a painting? Do you draw in first or? Oh, how do I actually yeah. start a painting? Um, well, I need to look at the planar paintings for quite a while, mm. or I need to go back to the location for quite a while. Okay. I can't go somewhere new and then suddenly just start making paintings. Oh, okay. I need to spend six months to a year observing, yeah, yeah. doing the planar paintings. And then over that time period, I'm starting to create these paintings in my mind of oh. what, what I want them to be. Okay. And I envision a painting way before it ends up on the easel. And mm. I do series, so okay. to keep my train of thought, for the paintings to be cohesive. Mm -hmm. I use dualities, which mm -hmm. is very common in painter in the history of painting. So uh, for the seascapes, um, it's, uh, you know, the, the water and land, mm -hmm. you know, where the two meet. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that in every painting I do, that those two elements are prominent. Okay. Okay. So if I'm out painting and, and those two elements aren't there, yeah. but the color's great, okay, and maybe there's certain texture I'm seeing, mm -hmm. then I'll use those elements for the final painting okay. that I'm thinking in my sure. head. I so I create partially from, from my head mm -hmm. and partially from the experiences I'm having, and then the other things are just tools mm. to to create this painting. Great. So when you start, you've got it. It's beef, you've put lots of preparation into it. So it's it's just going on. Oh, there's a lot. I almost I was told once by someone to envision envision um, what you're looking at as the painting. So when mm. you're out looking at mm. oh yeah yeah if you're look say you're looking at a plate in a cup or still life mm -hmm. you you want to look at it as a painting not as not try to make what you're doing yeah. into a painting yeah. you want to do the opposite yeah and that's very helpful right so how long does a painting take you beginning to end so i can do different types of styles mm -hmm. and with my seascapes i chose to do a classical mm -hmm. style of painting mm -hmm. and i do the underpainting yeah um and then I layer after layer, and every layer dries before mm -hmm. I move on. And living across country from yeah. one side to the other helps because... Yeah. You tell us a little bit about that because yeah. that's interesting. Um, so I grew up in the East Coast yeah. and moved out to California in my 20s and had my children there mm -hmm. and... Um, my husband met my husband in California and mm -hmm. he has two children. Mm -hmm. And so we have a life there. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. But he's from Wellesley, Massachusetts. Uh, okay. I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. So we have parents, siblings, yeah. uh, 
our families on the East Coast. Okay. We only have our four daughters on the West <laughs> Coast. Wow. So we got to the, wow. the time in our life where our children were all launched into college mm. and our parents were getting older. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to move back to the East Coast mm -hmm. to help yeah. if, if needed. Right. And so that's why we um, came back to the East Coast. And that's why, and we don't have any pets right now. So we're able to go back yeah, and forth. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. So we don't either for that reason. Yeah. We're on the move too. Yeah. Cause so our parents are yeah. not moving to the West coast and our uh, children are not moving to the East coast. So we are the ones yeah. to go back and forth. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing that now. Okay. Um, I, my husband knows I'm an artist and he knows how difficult it is. So yeah. what I, I have two, two, I studios. Have two studios. So when you're away for a week or two and you come back. Right. So what's interesting. Yeah. And this is very interesting. Yeah. My, what I'm painting here yeah. on the East coast are West coast paintings. Yeah. And on the West coast, I'm painting East coast paintings. <laughs> and I didn't figure that out for a while. What? And it's because I think because when you leave the West Coast and you come to New England and everything's gray and dark, <laughs> that all suddenly all this color becomes so clear to me. Okay. So I have to bring my plein air paintings and my swatches yeah. on the plane with me. Yeah. And then I'm able to recreate the work in the studio. And it's the same on the other side. Is that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. And I think it's because wow. it's just like, uh, you know, you're not seeing something. And then when you see it in a new light, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know if it's more interesting or it's the contrast. It must be the contrast. Right. right. Yeah. So the lighting and everything is quite different. Oh, completely different. And, and I'm a morning person. So I mm. like to work early and mm. it's too dark here. And then it's by three o'clock because I'm in the hills, uh, it's dark here. Mm. So there isn't really any um, strong light, mm. that golden light in mm. my studio. Yeah. It's it's flat, gray, mm. dark. Mm. And I don't know how to use lights. I've never, in California, I've never used a studio light. It's all natural light. Uh, so I've struggled here right. um, working with I, everything's on wheels in mm -hmm, my studio mm -hmm. so i move them towards windows ah chasing i'm chasing <laughs> Literally a lot chasing yeah <laughs> it's horrible and um what's well, a beautiful studio thank uh, you you yeah. paint so big uh, they're yeah. so big <laughs> what's the biggest painting you've done on the west coast my studio is larger than oh, here wow I'm able to whatever can fit my you my fedex guy he goes <laughs> Oh, no. He goes, this is it, Michelle. This is whatever I'm bringing out of the elevator right now, a crate, you know, yeah. a big crate with a painting with a frame on it. He's like, this is your limit because <laughs> nothing else is coming up the elevator. Oh, and a stairwell, you can't do it. So mm -mm. Um, pretty much the size of a door, although okay. I've started to do um, diptychs. So I'm taking oh. two canvases and putting them together. Yeah, so that wow. has been a problem. Oh, I, yeah, that's nice. And and what is it you want your viewers to feel about your work? I want them to be inspired um, for a lot of reasons. What one being an older women woman, um, and also knowing that I that I work from life, but 
I'm, I'm a studio painter. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do that. A mm. lot of people are like, you have to be a plein air painter yeah. or you have to be a studio painter. Um, I want them to know it's okay yeah. to be, to do both. And it's okay. Um, I'm not really a realist and I'm not an abstract. Mm. I'm both. Mm. And that's okay too. Mm. I, I'm an East Coast person and I'm a West Coast person. And those two art worlds really don't go together. Yeah. They're very distinct, but I can do both. So I, I want people to know out there that are trying to fit in somewhere. You, you really don't need to. You just have to be yourself. Yeah. And I hope that comes across. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's why I try to show everyone like what yeah. I'm doing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think in an article and you have a lot of your website's fantastic, by the way, um, Everybody get to it at some point, michellejohnstudios.com. Um, I'm not responsible for my website. So um, <laughs> this, this year yeah. or last year, I hired a marketing team okay. called Energy Energy Design in Santa Cruz. Ah. And these women sat me down and they said, what's your problem? And I said, well, <laughs> I'm having an identity issue. I, I don't know who I am. I'm on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Yeah. My last name is Jung. Mm -hmm. I'm getting calls. You know, are you Chinese? <laughs> are you, you know, like, where yeah. do you, where yeah. are you an East Coast painter? Are you like, are you an impressionist? Are you like, nobody knew <laughs> what I was doing. And so I was confused yeah. and they sat me down and they, they did all of the questions marketers do, you know, like if you were a car, what would you be? Yeah. It's you know? so like, what would you say to that? Oh God. I <laughs> right. So they were asking no really idea. strange questions yeah. and I thought, what is going on here? But in the end they were able to create my, mm -hmm. my brand. Yeah. And I, I, and I love my, it. They've my, done a fantastic and job. And you know what they did? They branded really? me. They branded me. Yeah because I like to do all kinds of artwork. So I didn't, there wasn't one style. They, they yeah. Yeah. There wasn't I one like style that. where they could say, this is a Michelle Jones. Right. So right. they branded me. Yeah. And they, they were responsible for the ads wow. that are, are out and my website. Yeah. They do not do my social media. Oh, I was going to ask. A lot of people ask that. Okay. Um, I'm still doing that. And nice. it's so time consuming. Yeah. It is. It's very important, but it's very it time-consuming. Yeah, the, the nice little video clips you put up are Yeah, I'm not very great. good, but... Yeah. Uh, I think they're great. Well, you, you won't get better unless you try. Right. And so I'm learning. <laughs> true. And, you know, I'm mortified yeah. filming myself, but... <laughs> oh, it's great. It's the way it is. Yeah. I, I have to learn somehow. And yeah. I do get great feedback. Mm -hmm. People enjoy... Mm -hmm seeing the process yeah it's, it's done very well so we've covered the social media thing which is always one of the what is your greatest challenge uh time to work time yeah because i know everyone says that but we're mm -hmm. we travel so much and mm -hmm. it's it isn't just a short flight it's oh, no. uh you know three hour time zone yeah i don't even know how you would deal with that yeah so what i do yeah. this Ugh. is great what I do is all my reading material. So yeah. think of all the things you wish you yeah, could yeah. read I, I, and all the work you need to do right. business-wise. That's for the airplane. Yeah. That's six and a half hours, no yeah. interruptions. Yeah. So I get that down. Soon as my feet hit the ground, I go right into my studio and everything's ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. I freeze my paints. So yeah. the palette goes in the freezer. Okay. So they just come right out. Yeah. I have all my swatches. So there's no confusion of what color I'm dealing with. Mm. And the, all the, I try to do about 15 paintings mm-hmm. on each end. Uh-huh. And then they're ready. They're all lined up, ready to go. Wow. So you just move from one to the next. Nice. Now, when you say swatches, are you referring to um, samples that you've put together when you're planning? Yes, color okay. swatches. So then you carry them. Okay. So. Right. So if if I go out planar painting, I may not do a painting at all. I may do just swatches. Ah. And I write down how I got each color. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep them together for whatever that day was, because it tends to, you don't okay. want to just do random swatches. Yeah. So from one, one, two hour session, I may have 11 colors mm. and I keep those together. Okay. I don't want to mix them with, I don't want to like, where's a green mm-hmm. because they all relate to each other. Right. Oh, because wow. that's what, if, if you become, if you formulate your colors, if yeah. you say, this is how I'm going to make this color green, mm-hmm. And you use that every single time you want that color green. Mm-hmm. You're not going to achieve what I said about the connection. Yeah. You're, everything's going to be disjointed. Okay. Right? So you need to know when you're out or when you're painting live, you need to know how, like the color theory mm-hmm. of, of the moment. Right, right. Okay. And you have to be able to remix them Re, yeah. or mix them on call. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, the best things I learned in school was the swatches. Mm. Because you, if you're spending time in front of your painting figuring out how you're going to make that color brown, then how are you going to express yourself? Yeah. yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to you have to be able to nail the the colors you're seeing, mm. and so your responsibility when you're out playing or painting is recording that, okay. not figuring it out. Yeah, the figuring out how to make a color has to go from way before hundreds and hundreds of swatches. Yeah. And I I've learned to use a, um, a gouache because mm. it's cheaper. Okay. Ah. So if you use gouache. Mm-hmm. Um, on paper, then you don't spend all the money that you need to. Because when I was in color theory class, uh, we would have an assignment and I think I would do a hundred swatches and I would hand it in and she would say, a hundred, that's all you did? How about how about 500? <laughs> and I would, I, would laugh. I would think that's crazy. Wow. But then once you start doing it, you realize how much you need it. So it gets to a point where you don't even think anymore. You can do these things. Autopilot. And and it's not just blue, Mm. green, whatever. It's seven shades of green, Mm. you know, so you're able to just produce it. So I I don't even think about color anymore. Mm. It just comes right out of me. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Just had a question and it left me. Hmm. Well, there's a lot more, I guess. What defines success for you? No, uh, meeting goals. Meeting I, goals, deadlines. Oh, I know what the question was now. So when you graduated school and you decided, I think I read this in an article, you decided you needed to get moving. And you, I mean, you're in the Salma Gandhi Club, the, the um, uh, Boston Guild, yeah, and California 
There's a club out there. California Art Club. Yeah, I mean, you're in some big stuff and you've got articles written. And so how did this happen so quickly? Well, I knew my competition were artists who have been painting for mm. decades. I knew that I had the ability to paint mm -hmm. at a high level, but I didn't have the resume to get into these organizations or to the competitions. Mm -hmm. So I knew right from the beginning that I needed to build a resume. And I knew to do it on a national level, I had to choose uh, style mm -hmm. and real realistic painting mm -hmm. in America. There are a bunch of clubs that have lots of competitions yeah. and different levels. Okay. So the California Art Club, you start off as a, uh, an associate and it kind of gets your feet wet. Okay. You know, yeah. everyone is kind of on the same, you know, path or you're, you're new, right. you know, it's, you have to, learn how to meet a deadline and to, mm. to photograph your work correctly. Oh, and yeah. so you, you get your feet wet. And then once you start winning uh, first, second, third, um, then you get moved up a level. Ah, okay. And then the competition's even more intense. And then once you start winning, then you move up again. Mm. So I knew that this was all across the country, mm -hmm. all different clubs. And so I engaged in all of them. I, I tried them all. Wow. So OPA, Oil Painters of America, American Impressionist Society. Yeah. Um, you know, I went into all of them at once. Wow. You know, <laughs> and wow. starting at the very bottom. Yeah. And I was so terrible. You, you had a body of work at the time. Uh, Were you painting no. with these competitions in mind? Yes. You were. Okay. Uh, because it was a it was a goal to build a resume, right. and in order to build a resume, you, you had to, to say you got first, second, or wanted. third place, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. and you had to have exhibitions, yeah. and these were exhibitions that were feasible. You know, I, it's not like I was going to go out and win a fellowship. Yeah. So you got to start at the bottom, mm -hmm. and I was. Um, it, it was very challenging, mm -hmm. but I was moving ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think a few years ago, I, I was in so many, mm -hmm. and it really built up my resume. Okay. Wow. Um, so I, I think that's really how I moved up. Mm -hmm. I, I did have a funny experience where American, uh, wait, it's the... Um, American Society of Marine Artists. I I was so uh, pleased with myself <laughs> that I decided, oh, I'll I do seascapes. I'll join I'll join their club. And so I went right for I didn't I didn't go for their lower, lower level. I went right for <laughs> right for not the top, but uh, pretty high level, and I was rejected. And mind you, I have a, I have more rejections yeah. than I do have. Okay. Okay. There's so when you're like online, Jerry, yes. there there's a lot there's of a red lot. X's. Okay. Very <laughs> few green checks. So you just got to get over that. Yeah. 
And so I, I applied and I was rejected and I ran, I, I got a phone call um, from one of the, oh, Charlie Robes, Robskin and he from American Siamese Artists. He's like, oh, I saw one of your paintings in a magazine and I think you would be great for our organization and you should really consider applying. And I said, Charlie, I did. And I was rejected. He goes, what? And I said, well, I applied to be, you know, I guess a signature member or artist member or whatever. And he said, oh, no, you can't just waltz in and, and you got to start at the bottom. And so I said, oh, so then that really, you know, it always yeah. cuts you down. So mm-hmm. I was like, of course. So then I started at the bottom. Yeah. And I immediately um, got into their national exhibition, which travels all the museums. And that was, I didn't realize how important that was uh, to get into that. Um, But it springboarded into, Mm. you know, more things. I've been very fortunate in my selection. You have to really think, who's the judge? Where is the show? Right. And you have to... You have to do unbelievable work. You can't mm-hmm. just take anything you have mm-hmm. and submit it. Mm-hmm. I, I work on some of the for the California Art Club. I work one whole year on on a painting, wow. because that's what you're going up against. Yeah, the the artists at that level, these are serious, yeah. serious working people, yeah. and they're they're not just doing something in a few hours and, right. and submitting it. So mm-hmm. you to be at that level. You have to prepare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's base. I mean, I started at the bottom and I just mm-hmm. hard work. Yeah. It was just hard work and a mm-hmm. lot of rejection. Um, but, and, and then I, I got to a point where I realized I was doing too much. So mm-hmm. I was in too many clubs Okay, and it was stretching me thin. So I wasn't able to do the quality work. Okay. And then I decided to back out of a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That way I can really focus on, you know, being, being a participant. Mm. So there's more to these clubs than just doing a great painting. Right. You know, you need to be involved and you need to show up. And, mm. and I wasn't able to do that. And yeah. I didn't want to be that person who mm. is just yeah. not there. So it, I don't, I think they're all great mm-hmm. and I wish I could do them all, but I had to choose. Yeah. What? So um, one of the articles I read was about finding your voice and someone had said to you, just paint. So that was Peter. What you want. Yeah. Peter Trippi. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who Peter? I don't. Peter Trippi is the editor of Fine Art Connoisseur magazine. Okay. And we had met on a Fine Art Connoisseur um, trip. One of those trips they do, they go to Europe. Yeah. My husband and I are art collectors. And so we went on the trip. And Peter had, uh, I think he knew me as an art collector, not really an artist. So I think I was at the Plain Air, Plain Air Easton, Plain Air Easton, Mm -hmm. big show. Mm -hmm. And he was a judge. Mm. (laughs) And I think he was a judge or he was there speaking. And we had lunch and he said, what are you doing here? (laughs) I said, I'm one of the artists. And he said, I know. What are you doing here? And I and I was like, oh, uh, they invited me 
So, and this is great. This is one of the biggest plein air shows. I had to come. And he said, well, I don't know if you belong here. And I go, I definitely don't belong here. <laughs> it was so way over my head oh. to produce that many plein air paintings a day that oh, were fantastic. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally out of my league. <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't know where I belong. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Am I an East Coast Guild yeah. of Boston Artists Boston School? Right. Am I California Art Club Impressionist? I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he, he said, don't pay attention to any of it. Any of it. He's just stay focused on you and what you're doing yeah. and forget everything else. Yeah. And that was such a such a defining moment in my career because I was always trying to, to mold my work to what was the expectation of the club. So I was trying to be um, the American Impressionist Society loose painter. And then OPA, I was trying to (laughs) like try to get as tight as possible. And then I realized I was trying to please everyone Mm -hmm. and I really wasn't developing myself. And so that he was the one who, who mm. really, he, it's not that he found my voice. It was that he freed it. He freed Helped it. You. Yeah. He just made me realize mm. that I, that I was worthy enough Yeah, because exactly. I didn't think I was right. to break out on my own and yeah. then things would follow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if you believe in yourself. Yeah. So nice. That's what I did. So that feels good. Feels no, it's hor- <laughs> It's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's still horrifying. Yeah, it really oh, is. I love it. Uh, so, if you could spend the day with any artist, living or oh, I knew you were going to ask ask that. Who would it so be? Where would you go? Um, what would you do? Her name is Zaria Foreman. Oh, do you know who she is? No, I don't. Okay, she has a big uh, website. It's uh, Z A R I A. And Foreman, F-O-R-M-A-N. She's a, she does glacier pastel um, paintings, I guess you would call them. But they're massive. Mm. And she has a huge Instagram social media following. Mm. I mean, like 278,000 or something. And she has done work with NASA and um, National geographic i think they they take her up to the but anyways what what i like and why i follow her and i'm obsessed with her work (laughs) is that she's created her whole life is about living as an artist Um, right nothing is separated yeah it isn't this time i'm going to take time here to do my art and then i'm going to be with my family and then i'm going to do the her whole world is art, everything mm. she does. And I think for me, mm. that that's my goal. Mm. Kevin McPherson said, live in the art spirit. Yeah. And saying it and doing it are two different things. Mm-hmm. I'm still separating my life. I'm still saying, mm. today I'm going to do my laundry and I'm going to take care of these things. And then I'm going <laughs> to, then I'm going to paint for a little while. But not everything is going towards the art. Mm. And she's been able to do that. Another person is um, Bobby Burke. Burgers. Okay. I think she's up in Canada. Big, huge florals, abstract artist. And same thing you can tell by her Instagram is that her whole life is her work. Mm. So 
down to the, the farm that she has, her mm. children, her husband, they're all intertwined. Mm. And I think that's my, that's what I would like. My goal in life would be right. that art is everything. Mm-hmm. So it encompasses everything I do, not just trying to steal moments for it. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it seems like it would be easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And not just, everything. not just the physical act of painting, but mm-hmm. um, community service, mm-hmm. um, the people yeah. that you deal with every day. Mm-hmm. Your your family more so than just wow that's a great painting, you know how about they come and help? Why don't they do something? Why don't they have a project with you? Mm-hmm. Why don't you work with them? Yeah. More more things like that. Or yeah. or rep, I've my goal last year. So I have a goal every year, and last year mm-hmm. was to reach out to my communities I live in because I mm-hmm. hadn't. Mm-hmm. I live in two great communities and it never dawned on me mm. to that the people should know I'm an artist mm-hmm. and that I should be doing something for them. I, yeah. It just never occurred to me and I found it really fulfilling. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. living in the art spirit is, mm-hmm. it's less about selling your work and more about giving. Yeah. Mm, that's nice. What um, what has been your greatest award or competition that's meant the most to you, and why? Well, I can say that what's meant the most to me is the ones I didn't get into. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Okay. So yeah. uh, there's the the Guggenheim has a big competition and the Rome prize. Wow. And these are big. Yeah. And in both instances, um, the application process, the Guggenheim is almost six months of work. Mm. Wow. And you can be cut at any time. Mm -hmm. The, the process of both of those taught me that I'm really not digging deep enough so I, what, you go through the process, you get rejected. Mm-hmm. And then the most important thing is to see who did get these yeah. and to really, really look at their work. And when I did, I realized I'm not even there. Mm-hmm. These are people who have their whole life is dedicated mm-hmm. towards their art. And I was, I'm just doing a nice painting. Wow. And I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. It's technically correct. And yes, I have this theme of uh, dualism and, you know, but there's a whole nother level that is so beyond. So, you know, you get to the point where you think, Mm. you know, I get these awards and the success is great, Mm. but those those aren't fulfilling. It's the rejection, realizing, oh, there's so much more that I can do. And so I think, I think that, those direction. those two mm. have been uh, the most like I think I guess fulfilling or it's it's not that I feel successful yeah. but I feel I feel like I ne- I am I'm reaching another tier mm-hmm. that I that I can work towards and so mm. that gives me hope it mm. makes me feel really good that I'm I'm able to see that. 
So there, you, you can't see the next level until you've, you've worked up. Yeah. And right. so, yeah, so to, to <laughs> know that there's another level there is really exciting. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do have uh, big news was that, um, which is a, a big goal of mine is not to sell work, um, but to be in museum shows. And mm-hmm. um, Santa Paula Museum of Art is giving me a solo exhibition Ooh, nice. in 2021. Wow. And so for me to have a yeah. solo exhibition uh, in a museum after six years wow. out of graduate school. Very happy with that. Yeah. That, I'm very happy. Um, and so then that of course makes me think, well, if I, if I can do that one, I can do more. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's mm-hmm. what I'm working on, mm-hmm. but does it make me feel successful? Not really. It just makes me understand that I'm doing the right things because mm-hmm. that, that being in museum shows is a long-term goal. Right. So everything I do, I'm working towards that goal. Mm-hmm. Someone, it could be something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be the it could be the plain air competitions, or it could be, um, mm-hmm. you know, selling in galleries. But my goal is the museum route. Yeah, because I I like to see all my work together. I think it's more has more impact yeah. than having one painting showing in the gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is a powerful body you've got that's lots lots of uh, just it's vast I mean it's gorgeous to see your paintings in person is so stunning so amazing the web you know a website can only do so much yeah and the most of the competitions I have been doing up until this point has been single painting mm-hmm. right right okay so what uh, advice would you give to artists um Well, I think, no, I think uh, I would say to everyone out there is to be more patient. Mm -hmm. I I see a lot of rushing uh, and being and being discouraged because they're not getting into these um, competitions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's I don't think it's um, I don't think people understand how long I I do take to do a painting. Right. It, and then if I tell them, they almost don't believe it, yeah. you know, like, right. Like you're kidding a year, <laughs> but that is the process right. to create something that a good of quality for the, these certain exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's other fields of art, you do different things, but for the ones I'm competing in, so to be patient mm-hmm. and to, um, to know your weaknesses. So mm. most of the time you're always patting your back on, on when you do a great painting, mm. but to know what your weakness is, if you can go and have someone look at your work and say, mm. this is your problem. Yeah. And then you just work on that yeah. instead of trying to make a pretty painting. Right you'll find that you'll succeed Mm. a lot faster, especially in these competitions. So these competitions are very um, standard across the board when you're judging. So I can sit and look at someone's painting and I'll know immediately whether it's going to make it or not. And so so if someone tells you this is what you're missing. Mm -hmm. Listen. Yeah. So (laughs) it's better instead of going to a workshop or going to get your master's degree, if you have somebody who knows, yeah, um, you know, someone who has all these degrees or, or whatever, a judge or someone like Peter Trippi, who can look at your work and mm-hmm. say, this is where you're like, Peter Trippi called me and he said, you, you know, 
your photographs are horrible that you're submitting oh. into the oh, magazines. You, wow. you need a professional photographer. Now, I could have been like, what? I, I could have been upset. <laughs> yeah. But instead, I was so grateful. Like, yeah. thank God somebody told, told me, me that yeah. they look horrible because he had seen mine in person. And he was seeing them in the photographs. And he's mm. like, what are you doing? Mm. So it's really important that you know your weakness mm. and, and stop Stop complimenting yourself so, on your. So when people do get stuff. into the, or try to get into these shows and they get rejected, they don't typically ever find out why, do they? I mean, um, no. You, know, you need so to you'd ask. have to go find a mentor or someone who right. you trust. I mean, I would tell anyone. Yeah. I mean, people don't like to hear. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be willing to yeah, take do. criticism. To and yourself, in graduate school, you're criticized uh, all the time, mm-hmm. and you criticize everyone else. It's right. kind of the thing. The, yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to learn to have a thick skin and because you're not going to improve. Yeah. You're not going to improve. Yeah. And I felt for mine, what I said was color. Mm-hmm. Color was my problem. And as soon as I adjusted my palette to help me, mm. aid me in getting the right color, yeah. then I started succeeding. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So tell us about, you told us about the one upcoming show. Anything else oh. locally? I, let's see, locally. So I have the Guild of Boston Artists Members Jury Exhibition. That's a lot, but yeah, um, it's once a year and it's in uh, May, oh, May to June. Uh, the reception is May 4th. Okay. So that's a big show for the Guild of Boston Artists. We yeah. Everyone tries to submit um, yeah. their best work. Nice. Um, I have a solo exhibition and a demo at Paige Waterman Gallery here in Wellesley. Oh, and that um, was a result of my goal last year to um, Get into the engage community. in the community. Nice. And they um, offered me a pop-up, which, so they don't represent me, but they offered a pop-up type of show. So it's only one week long, yeah. but it's great for, for me. And I think it's a fabulous idea because I, I live so close, it's not gonna cost any money to mm-hmm. move the work. Mm-hmm. And um, that is June 1st is the reception. And, and the, will all this be on your website? Yes. Okay, good. And the demo is June 8th. Nice. I'm doing um, an artist talk and demonstration in Nant- at Nantucket Yacht Club this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a private invite only. Yeah. But I was excited because it's a TED Talk, a mini TED Talk type of situation mm-hmm. where... I'm going to talk about finding your voice yeah. after age 50. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so um, inspiring people that there you do have the chance to have another profession right. and, you know, to excel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that'll be recorded. So um, I'm not, I don't think point? so. It's very intimate. Oh, it's a very oh, it's intimate not. group. Okay, kind of yeah. I'm judging the regional juried exhibition um, this September at the Guild of Boston Artists, hmm. which I love doing judging. I love it. Yeah. I wish I could do more of it. Yeah. Um, I already mentioned the solo exhibition at Santa Paula Art Museum. That's mm-hmm. 2021. And I know people say, like my husband says, 2021. It is just but, around the corner. <laughs> yeah. If you, do you know they, in, they want all the images next May? 
So wow. that's in a year. Yeah. So say you have 30 paintings in the show. Yeah. And so how exactly are you going to do 30 paintings from now till next May? Yeah. It's not going to happen. So if you if you have the goal to be a museum artist, mm. these things take three years of development. Sure. So in order to do that, you need to have goals. You need to prepare. You need to really right. focus on that. Mm. And then because of that, I'm in negotiations with Santa Cruz Museum of Art which we still haven't determined what the exhibition will be. Okay. But that one thing opened the door to another. To another yeah. So that's that's kind of wow. what's happening. You have a full plate. <laughs> that's what's happening this so far. Wow. But, you know, I am still have yes. my obligations with the clubs, you know, the California right. Art Club every year and mm-hmm. American Society of Marine Artists um, mm-hmm. yeah, and the um, Art Renewal Center. So that just closed um, mm. what I'm a li- associate living master with okay. the art renewal center. That's in New York. Oh, New York. Okay. And they have a competition every year. It's international. Mm. And I submitted some work for that. Mm. So nice. those things are, keep me busy. Wow. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So everyone can see some of your work on your website, michellejonesstudios.com. And you're on Instagram? Instagram, I'm Michelle Jung Art. Michelle Jung Art, okay. Facebook, I'm Michelle Jung Art. Okay. Twitter, I'm Michelle Jung 64. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, I'm Michelle Jung. Mm-hmm. Pinterest, I'm Michelle Jung Art. Wow. And YouTube, YouTube, I'm Michelle Jung oh, Art. I didn't know you had yeah. some YouTubes. Well, they're, they're, I, they're laughable. <laughs> uh, because no, I gotta see now. Oh, yeah, you have to see them. <laughs> Um, yeah. One of them is um, was done by the Academy of Art uh, University, and it was a great experience. I never smiled once. Oh no! <laughs> because I was so nervous, and oh, no. it was a follow up for an alum alumni. And it, I'm on my bike heading to plein air paint. It was the whole thing. <laughs> oh, it was wow. a, in studio interview, I love it. and I'm mortified that it'll be on the web forever. But it's <laughs> you have to start somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And I just ran into the director, uh, and they're gonna do a follow up now that you know I've come okay. a long way yeah. since that video, yeah. and so I'm looking forward to doing that. Wow. Um, but the Fun. social media is my prime source of finding collectors. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay. really important um, yeah. that I do everything. And I know that some of it's repetitive. I know I'm not very good um, at the filming, but it's a work in progress. Mm. And I'm not going to get better unless I keep yeah. trying. I, I enjoy them very much. Yeah. The but I do, I do realize that at some point, someone else has to take over. I can't mm. maintain, right now I'm at a crossroads right. where I cannot maintain this type of social media presence, yeah. uh, participate in the um, all the clubs I'm in mm-hmm. and do museum shows and sell work. And I, I, and, yeah. <laughs> I, I know I'm, Oh I'm sorry, I'm frustrated. Yeah, I, yeah. Of course you want to get to the situation, but when you do get to it, you realize you it's overwhelming. Agent. Yeah, so yeah, you need an agent. So which is very funny because I was, uh, I got a, a message and it was 
from an ad in American Art Review, and mm-hmm. it was uh, Frankie Fowler. Do you know who that mm-hmm. is? He's the Wyeth family oh. dealer okay. for the last 30 years. And so one of the important things I want everyone to know about social media is if you get a met, you need to look at every single person who looks on any of your social media. You need to look at who they are mm. because some of these people, like he contacted me and I looked up his name and there it said dealer of the Wyeth. And I'm thinking, is that really who that is? So I sent him back a message. Mm-hmm. Hi, are you the Wyeth family dealer? <laughs> And he said, yes, I am. And I said, do you have a few minutes to talk to me? He said, uh, sure, we can work things out. And, you know, he's very busy, so it was complicated, but I stuck with it. And I got a phone call with him, and it was just, he only had a few minutes. It ended up being more than an hour. Yeah. And he was so businesslike. And it was so important to talk to him because I was feeling frustrated about my career. And it was kind of the situation like with Peter Trippi. And he said to me, uh, he was, he looked through all my work on my website Mm. while we were talking. Mm. And he was saying, this work looks like this artist and this like this and this. And I was writing notes for us. And then he said, basically, you, you need a dealer and you need an agent. Yeah. But you you can't afford one right now. And I said, I know. So what do I do? (laughs) And he said, well, right now he goes, I've been in business 30 years. And right now, realism is on the down. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not really popular. Mm -hmm. He goes, but it will come back. And when it comes back, you're not going to have any enough work to sell. You Mm -hmm. don't have inventory. Mm -hmm. So he said, stop messing around with all this stuff you're doing and just paint. Yeah. He's like, find someone, a friend to be your assistant and have them deal with all your social media, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. your, I spend sometimes just to ship work that has sold takes me half a day. Or if a collector comes half a day. And so he's like, get someone else to do all that and just paint. And then I said, well, yeah, that'd be nice if I could find someone. And he said, well, make that. So that's one of my goals. And then mm. he said, you need to build your inventory and, um, you know, find a dealer. And I said, well, you're a dealer. How about you? He, he's <laughs> laughed. He's like, oh, no, I just do the Wyeth. And I said, um, well, maybe you could maybe you could help me out. And so he's like, well, let me think about it. And then he forwarded my name. But just think about that because I had the awareness to check a name. Yeah that someone, I mean, you get comments all the time that, yeah. you know, oh, your work is, right. you know, but do you see who they are and go yes. check? Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah. And that my art museum uh, exhibition also is a result of, because mm-hmm. I kept noticing that the Santa Paula Art Museum kept liking my work. Okay. Wow. And so I, I sent them, yeah, I reached out and did a formal nice. uh, exhibition, which you learn how to do and your MFA on how to approach a museum and they, they came right back. Wow. And in the person, the director I met actually doesn't do any of social media to someone else. And, and I said, Oh, you know, you do such a great job. You, you alerted me that you were looking at my work. Yeah. 
So I think it's really important for people to have a social media presence mm-hmm. and to and to acknowledge. Yeah. You know who's looking. And the biggest mistake people do, artists, in social media is you they friend all the artists. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's like that would be like opening a car dealership and only advertising to the other car car dealerships. I mean, <laughs> right. what a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. So you have yeah. to you have to try to avoid getting sucked up into yeah. all the other artists and then focus on uh, really where you want to go, you know, if it's luxury or if it's crafty or you have to you have to figure out what right. direction. Exactly. And then those are the people you want following you and those are the people you want to follow. Yeah, makes so, sense. Yeah. Well, so much amazing, wonderful advice and wow, what a ride. I can't wait to see where you keep going. So we'll definitely be in touch. And Thank you so much. Thank I, you. I, I enjoyed this. I think you're doing a great job. Wonderful. I wish I could do Thank podcasts. You. Yeah. I enjoy listening. This is my favorite part when I get to actually come to an well, I studio. I wanted to go up and see you, but I th- I see how that would be great for you to mm, actually it is, yeah. because have you ever seen my work in person? No, right. That's, see, I mean, what did I do when I walked in the door? I couldn't move. <laughs> a lot of people only see I the website. Move. Oh, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And so that's a, that's another important thing is um, to make sure that you see people's work in yes. person. Yes. One of my growth as an artist is because I, I saw a Clyde Espivig painting um, in person and it had all this texture and grit in it. Mm-hmm. And I looked close and I said, you can do that. Like you can add yeah. <laughs> like cold wax into the paint to give it like a rock. And those things dawn on you when you see when you them see in person, them. but not not mm-hmm. on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. So. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.